Hello and welcome to the Old Time Radio Forever broadcast. I'm your host, Matt Perry. Join us weekly as we explore the golden era of American radio through the dramas, westerns, mysteries, and comedies that shaped the golden age. Be sure to give us a thumbs up or a five-star review on all of the podcast directories that you may use. It's Maxwell House Coffee Time, starring George Burns and Gracie Allen. With yours truly, Bill Goodwin, and the music of Meredith Wilson and his orchestra. For deep down laughs and listening enjoyment, it's George and Gracie. And for deep down coffee drinking enjoyment, it's Maxwell House with extra flavor in the blend because of choice Latin American coffee skillfully combined. Extra flavor in the cup because Radiant Roast develops the full flavor of every coffee bean. And the result is that today more people buy Maxwell House than any other brand of coffee in the world. Last week, George was left $5,000 in the will of his late Uncle Marvin. But the will, which was written 30 years ago, specified that the money had to be used for George's college education. Gracie talked him into enrolling at Beverly Hills Tech. And so we now find America's oldest and unhappiest college boy getting ready to leave for his morning classes. Oh, gosh, honey, I feel like a darn fool going to college at my age. I dread that first class. What is your first class? American history. And I'm terrible. When I should have been studying history, I was in vaudeville. Oh, I'll bet you're very good in history. You do, huh? Yesterday, the professor asked what great American stayed longest in the Capitol. I answered Al Jolson. <laughs> well, darling, even I know better than that. Certainly. Was Eddie Cantor? <laughs> Not doing so well in math, either. The professor flunked me. He what? He flunked me. Well, you should have flunked him right back. Well, I'm going to give up college. I'm not learning anything. Not learning anything? Why, you're getting much smarter than me. There you are studying things like civics. And I've never even seen a civic. I'll bring one home sometime. You should be proud to be going to college and learning things. But, honey, my friends are laughing at me. Last night, the fellas called up and wanted me to go to a burlesque show with them. I had to say, I can't, guys. Haven't finished my homework. All right. But when you do go to a burlesque show, you'll enjoy it more because you've studied anatomy. That's an advantage? Well, of course it is. To them, a leg is just a leg. But you can tell a tibia from a fibula. Oh, sure. I can whistle and stamp my matatossel. <laughs> I tell you, honey, I'm too old to go to college. Yesterday, we were discussing the Battle of Gettysburg, and the professor called on me. Well, what's wrong with that? He wanted an eyewitness account. Oh, he was only kidding. You look very young. Well, I'll bet you in that contest they're having to pick the most popular man at Beverly Hills Tech. Oh, don't be silly. I don't stand a chance. Come in. Well, hi, Burgess. Oh, Bill, I want to ask you something. Doesn't George look young? 
Young? George? Ah, here we go. All right, Bill. Come on, slug me. Oh, George. I I think you're terrific. You've got everything. Huh? Well, you know, I think you're great, George. You're so... Then you have such... And then there's your... Well, not to mention that... Well, I could go on saying those wonderful things about you for hours. Well, all right, say a few. Would you say that George is handsome? Well, there's not a handsomer man in the state of California. Oh, why, Bill, you're handsomer than I am. Well, all right, then, one. (laughs) Got me on a technicality. (laughs) Small tech. Well, uh... (laughs) Would you say that George looks young? Well, in his 20s. Well, Bill, I believe you love George. You bet I do, Gracie. Kind and clever, that's handsome young George. You know, about this time of year, handsome young George says to himself, what does deserving old Bill want for Christmas this year? (laughs) I got a TL for you, deserving old Bill. Handsome young George isn't giving any Christmas presents this year. What? Something tells me handsome young George has just heard his last kind word from deserving old Bill. (laughs) No Christmas present. Why, you miserable little miser. You antiquated little scarecrow. Why, Bill, you... a minute ago you said that George was handsome in his 20s. Well, he may have been handsome in his 20s, but who remembers 50 years ago? <laughs> Goodbye, humorist. <laughs> see you later, Scrooge. <laughs> you see, Gracie, let's stop kidding ourselves. College is not for me. Well, George, your Uncle Marvin left you $5,000 to be used for your college education. Now, if you don't use it, what'll become of it? I asked the lawyer that. He said it would go to a home for down-and-out actors. Well, I'd much rather you got it now. (laughs) (laughs) But, honey... Think of the fine traditions of college. Think of the dignity and the stature it gives you just to be attending. Uh, Come in. Is Georgie ready to go to school? Oh. Be with you in a minute, Bobby. I got a lot of books for you to carry today, Georgie. Okay. George, you have to carry that boy's books? Certainly. He's a senior. I'm only a freshman. Oh, oh, oh my goodness. Hey, Georgie, why didn't you tell me you had a swell-looking sister? Yeah. <laughs> and me hundred dollars for the senior prom. Well, this is just a hag for me to drag. Look, Bobby, Why, this... she be the queen of the prom. Yeah, me? Among all those college girls? Are you kidding? Well, you're a slick chick. There ain't another tomato like you on Vine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll read. Well, all right. You'll cut a rug. We'll really squirm, worm. Well, beat me to the socks, Bobby. <laughs> This chick is dynamite. Well, I'll read. Well, all right. Okay, let's go to school. So, Meredith, we've just got to keep George in college. I know you'll help because you're an intellectual like me. Well, I've noticed that, too, Gracie. Yeah, it's up to us to guide George's footsteps so that he'll be brilliant and witty like us. Mm-hmm. And be able to discuss books and offers and things. Yeah. Uh, have you read any good books lately? No. Neither have I. <laughs> You've been to the opera recently? No. Me either. <laughs> Gee, what a shame that George can't discuss these things like we can. Well, <laughs> 
we'll be able to if we can keep him from quitting college. What does he want to quit for? Well, he thinks he's too old. Now, if we could just get someone his own age to go to college with him now. Maybe someone on the radio. They have some awfully old women on the Tom Brenneman program. <laughs> now, George isn't that old. And besides, we need a man, someone George can pal around with. It'll be awfully hard to find him in radio because the stars of the big programs have already gone to college. Look at the uh, Rudy Valley program and the Jack Benny program. The star the... of the Jack Benny program is a college man? Sure. Rochester went to college. <laughs> Meredith, you've given me a wonderful idea. I have? Jack Benny is the perfect man to go to college with George. They're old friends, and they both need an education. I'll go right over and see Well, you'll never talk Jack Benny into going to college. Oh, I don't know. There's always flattery. Well, that's true. Any man with blood in his veins is susceptible to flattery. Well, I'll try it on Jack anyway. <laughs> see you later, Meredith. Well, Gracie... Oh, oh, excuse me. I have the wrong house, Van. Van? Oh, aren't you Van Johnson? No, no, Gracie. It's me, Jack Benny. <laughs> Gracie, how could you possibly get me mixed up with Van Johnson? We're miles apart. You are? Certainly. He's at Metro and I'm at Warner Brothers. <laughs> You thought I was Van Johnson. Well, come in and sit down, Gracie. Here, I'll turn on the light. Mustn't strain eyes as good as yours. <laughs> um, Jack, I've come to ask you a favor. Anything at all. Van Johnson, that's cute. Uh, what is it you want me to do, Gracie? Well, um, I want you to make George into a college boy. Uh, Gracie, you misunderstood me. I'm with Warner Brothers, not Mayo Brothers. <laughs> that many vitamin pills. Oh, no, no, Jack, nothing like that. You see, George is already going to college, and I want you to go with him. Me? Go to college? <laughs> well, college is oodles of fun, Jack. Football games, basketball, track meet. No, no, forget it, Grace. Studying things like psychology, chemistry, languages. No, 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 I'm not interested. Meeting grand fellows, making dates with pretty co-eds. Reading good book. What was that? Reading good book. No, the one before that. <laughs> Making dates with pretty co-ed? Yes, yeah, that one seems rather interesting. I, um, I wonder if they'd mistake me for Van Johnson. They might if I, I got a crew haircut. <gasps> oh, yes, you'd look wonderful in a crew haircut. And so distinguished. I'll bet you'd have the only gray one at school. <laughs> about this college thing, Gracie. Of course, if I do it, it'll just be to help you and George, you understand. Are the, uh, are the co-eds really pretty? Oh, beautiful. And all Jack Benny fans. Hmm. I mean, after all, you and George are my friends, but there's just one thing. Oh, not that it's important. <laughs> not that I 
care, you know, one way or the other, but, uh, uh, doesn't it cost a lot of money? <laughs> oh. oh, oh, no, it won't cost you a cent. George will pay your tuition and buy your books and everything. Oh, Gracie, I couldn't let George do that. You couldn't? Well, if you put it that way, I guess I'm trapped. <laughs> George would pay for everything you say? Oh, yes. You'll even get 50 cents a day for lunch. 50 cents? Mm-hmm. Well, I can eat for 30, and that gives me 20 cents a day clear. Unless I eat with a co-ed. In that case, I save the whole 50 cents. <laughs> All right, Gracie, it's a deal. Good. Lunch for your first week will be $3. Here's a $5 bill. Oh, wait, I've got your change right here in my pocket. Here you are. Four hats. Or if you'd rather have it in bills, I'll get out my bill for Oh, no, don't bother getting undressed. <laughs> now, um, get ready and I'll take you right over to the Beverly Hills Tech and enroll you. Okay. Yeah, I wonder if those co-eds will mistake me for Van Johnson. Maybe I better have Rochester give me just a little henna rinse. Oh, Rochester! Meredith, when I heard you rehearse that new Western song you're playing, I couldn't help thinking how music just naturally conjures up definite pictures. That's certainly true, Bill, and I bet we all have about the same picture impressions, too. Now, uh, listen just a minute. I shall. Well, Bill, doesn't that tune bring to mind Purple Sage against Colored Canyons? And wagon trains rolling across the old organ trail. Oh, you bet it does, Meredith. The real melody picture with the instruments of the orchestra for colors. The deep tones of the woodwinds for mellowness. The flashing harp and the rhythm instruments for richness. The warm, vibrant color of the strings for vigor. And the depth of the brasses for full body. And your musical picture reminds me of something else, Meredith. About how as the wagon wheels rolled westward, our forefathers laid the foundation for certain American traditions. Among them our national custom of offering warming good cheer and friendship in a cup of coffee. Today in homes where fine coffee is appreciated, the choice is most often Maxwell House. Just as your melody picture is a superb blend of orchestral colors, full-flavored, rich Maxwell House is a fine blend of Latin American coffees. Manizales for mellowness. Medellins for richness. Other choice Latin American coffees for vigor. Bucaramanga's for full body. 
coffees are so skillfully combined that the result is true harmony. Yes, true harmony in a cup of coffee. And that's why coffee lovers the world over agree that Maxwell House is good to the last drop. George, I'm so proud of you. You've really showed an interest in college these past few days, ever since Jack Benny started. You know, I can't get over that tightwad starting to college. I'd like to know what poor sap is putting up the money. <laughs> I'd laugh right in his face. Well, that'll be pretty hard for you to do. Yeah. Huh? I meant Jack wouldn't tell you. Uh-huh. But I- I'm so happy about the progress you're making in your studies. You know, I just adored it last night when you spoke to the waiter in French. Yeah. Without batting an eye, you said to him, bring me an order of la ham and la egg. <laughs> well, I've been studying my French pretty hard. I'm not going to let Jack Benny get ahead of me. By the way, i got a surprise for you. Oh, uh, what? I entered the contest for the most popular man at Beverly Hills Tech. Oh, wonderful. I know you're going to... Come in. Hello, Gracie. Oh, good morning, Jack. Uh, George will be ready to leave for school in just a minute. Good. By the way, George, I saw the results of the chemistry quiz. Passing was 75. (laughs) You got 29. (laughs) Holy smoke, 29. That's right. You know, if you'd like me to coach you a little after school, I'd be glad to. I mean, there's no reason why your grades can't be up with mine. Uh, what did you get, Jack? 31. <laughs> well, anyway, I'll bet George is better than you are in French. Better in French? Yeah. Why, well, I know a whole sentence. Ouvres la fenêtre. <laughs> what does it mean? Open the window. <laughs> Well, suppose George doesn't know that. Does it matter? Does it matter? Put him in France on a hot day and he'll suffocate. <laughs> you, you won't feel so smart, Jack Betty, when my husband has chosen most popular man at Beverly Hills Tech. Uh, Gracie, are you by any chance referring to that contest at school, which I have already as good as one? Oh, are you running, too? Running? <laughs> I could skip and be George. <laughs> For just an hour, I have an appointment with Betty Calhoun, the co-ed president. Uh, she's a little southern girl, and I think I know how to sew up the co-ed bow. Oh, a southern girl, huh? Yeah. Come on, George. Let's go to school. Yeah, let's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Run along, yeah. George. And don't worry about the co-ed bow. <laughs> Pardon me, are you Betty Calhoun? That's right. Was there something I could do for y'all? Well, um, yes. Um, I, um, want you to get all the co-eds to vote for George Burns at the student rally tonight. George Burns? That funny little old man? <laughs> oh, oh, please, Betty. 
I wish you wouldn't talk that way about my son. <laughs> Your son? How could you have a son his age? Oh, I didn't. When I had him, he was just a baby. <laughs> but he looks so old. Oh, he isn't really. Uh, he, he just looked that way because he had such an unhappy childhood down south. You don't mean to say that Mr. Vance is a show-enough southerner, too? Too? Well, don't tell me you're from the South. <laughs> Couldn't y'all tell? How could I? Uh, well, tell me about George's childhood. Oh, it was awful. We were so poor, little Georgie didn't even have pants to wear. Not even jeans? Oh, hers wouldn't fit him at all. <laughs> We tried to make a living, but everything went wrong. When the, the cotton market was high, we planted cotton. Up came wool. But you get wool from sheep. Oh, well, up came sheep and ate the cotton. Oh, my goodness. And then we planted tobacco. Some auctioneers came to buy it, but before we could figure out what they were saying, the tobacco was dead. <laughs> Miss Calhoun, now that you know George Burns was a poor, unhappy southern boy, won't you get the co-eds to vote for him? Well, I haven't talked to Mr. Benny yet. Mr. Benny? You mean you'd even speak to that... that Yankee? Are you sure he's a Yankee? A worse kind, a northern Yankee. <laughs> From Waukegan. His full name is Jack General Sherman Benny. You mean he was named after General Sherman? Yeah, and not very long after. <laughs> In that case, I'll downright snub him. Well, get ready. Here he comes. Well, well, shut my mouth a minute. <laughs> Lovely and charming Betty Calhoun. Why, ma'am, you all show enough look as pretty as a magnolia blossom from my old show enough plantation. Oh, no. And uh, greetings to you all, Mrs. Burns, ma'am. Hello, Amos. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Benny sounds like a southerner, but Benny isn't a southern name. You all ain't heard my full name, ma'am. It's Lee Stonewall Magnolia Fort Worth Taters Bennett. Really? L-S-M-F-T. But, but aren't you from Waukegan? I'm proud to say I am. Waukegan, Virginia. Garden spot of the South. Folks down there will be mighty unhappy if you all don't get me elected most popular man at Beverly Hills Tech. Oh, shame on you, Mrs. Burns, for calling this fine southern gentleman a Yankee. Come along, Stonewall. Who? Oh, oh show enough. <laughs> Goodbye, Mrs. Burns, you all. Oh, that unscrupulous man, cheating to win the election. Oh, thank goodness George had never stooped to deceit a trickery. Well, that leaves it to me, and I enjoy it so much. <laughs> Hurry up and get dressed, dear. We'll be late for the student rally. Oh, what's the use of going at all? Benny has got the co-ed vote sewed up. Oh. He'll swamp me. He'll do nothing of the sort. Don't forget every contestant will be called on to entertain tonight. And you're going to sing. You think they'll like my singing? Like it, oh, darling. Every time you sing, a chill runs up and down my spine. Really? Yeah, come on, sweetheart. 
Touch a spark of melody to the powder keg of your tonsils and blast me to paradise. <laughs> okay. Ain't misbehaving. Oh. A chill did run up your spine. Oh. What was that? The return trip. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, but Benny is going to play his violin and they might go for that. Oh, don't be silly. What is violin playing anyhow? A horse's tail dragged across part of a cat. <laughs> Believe me, when you sing, you sound better than any horse's tail or any part of a cat. That's the sweetest thing you've ever said to me. Besides, I wouldn't worry about Jack Benny. Bill Goodwin's got to introduce him, and now I've had a little talk with Bill. You wouldn't louse him up, would you? College <laughs> oh, hasn't done a thing for you, has it? <laughs> students, the contest for most popular man at Beverly Hills Tech continues. <laughs> and now, it's a real honor for me to introduce this next contestant, a truly great artist. That's me, folks. He's a famous star of stage, screen, and radio. I can't wait for television. <laughs> Not only a great wit, but a violin virtuoso. That means I play well. <laughs> and here he is in person... John Bunny. That's Benny. Jack Benny. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I would like to play for you Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. I would like to, but I can't. <laughs> Instead, I will play a famous old gypsy melody. By the way, I forgot to say that Mr. Barney plays a... Benny, that's Benny. Oh, I forgot to say that he plays a Stradivarius. Thank you. Thank now, you. that's the finest violin made, you know. Go ahead, Mr. Boney. Benny, Benny. <laughs> In fact, a Stradivarius is to violins what Maxwell House is to coffee. Look, the students here would like well, if I played... Well, of course they'd like it. More people buy and enjoy Maxwell House than any other brand of coffee in the world. Well, go ahead and play, Mr. Beanie. Beanie. Oh, speaking of beans, only superior coffee beans are blended and ready to That's why Maxwell House is so appetizing, rich, full-bodied, and mellow. Coffee at its full-flavored best, good to the last drop. And now, back to Mr. Benny. That's Beanie. Uh, can I play now? Yes, sir. Thank you, Mr. Bunny. Thank you very much. Students, you have just heard John Bunny and his magic violin. Wait, wait a minute. You've had your chance. You've had your chance. Look, but I... Step aside, Mr. O'Flaherty. <laughs> That's one I didn't expect. And now, our next contestant for most popular man at Beverly Hills Tech is the campus heartthrob. That handsome singer of songs, Sugar Throat Burn. Say, <laughs> hey, George, George, I know I'm licked. Just to show you I'm a good sport, there's no hard feelings, I'll accompany your song. Well, gee, that's swell of you, Jack. I'm going to sing Ain't Misbehaving. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ain't Mr. Haven. All right, here's your introduction. Jack. Hey, Jay. That's the wrong tune. Look, I'll start singing, then you follow me. Okay. Ain't misbehaving all by myself. <laughs> Ain't misbehaving, I'm happy on the shelf. Look, Jack, follow me. <laughs> no one to talk to, saving all my love for. Oh, baby, love for you. Really saving love for you. I'm on the shelf by myself. Oh, no, I ain't misbehaving. It's love and blue. Daddy, daddy, daddy. Go away. George, I told you Jack Benny wouldn't win. You were right. Oh, darling, I'm so proud to be going to the prom with the most popular man at Beverly Hills Tech. It's an honor, all right. We'll dance our feet off. Yeah. Well, come on, Bobby. They're waiting for us at the prom. We'll all read. Well, all right. Well, send me solid. Latch on, Gabe. We're swinging tonight. Not down, kid. <laughs> Goody, goody, jello pudding tonight. It tastes like grandma's only more so. You ain't kidding, that's right. And, and just the jello, six delicious, locked in flavors, can't be beaten. So the proof of jello pudding's in the eating. The jello twins are hard to find, but keep on looking in your store. When sugar shortages are over, there'll be more. Just the taste of jello pudding or a jello, and you I'll be back. George Burns, Gracie Allen, Meredith Wilson, the orchestra, yours truly, Bill Goodwin. Good night and good luck from the makers of Maxwell House, America's number one brand of coffee. This is the National Broadcasting Company. KFI Los Angeles. KFI Los Angeles.